Richards Bowie Versus Tillian Is this year when I'm glowy Am I killing? I hope it's not a blowy Or a villain It's time for Bowie versus Dylan. Hello and welcome once again to Bowie versus Dylan. I'm Charlie and I like Bowie. I'm Jake and I love Dylan. Today we're taking a look at that year that no one cares about, 2008. Mm. Wow. And by no one cares about it, I mean no one cares about it in the life of Bowie and Dylan, right? Uh, it's it's okay for Dylan. It's not. I mean, 2008. It's, it's not nothing. Happen. It's not nothing. You know. It's not nothing. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got married in 2008. Hey, that. is that what? Is that 2008? You got yeah. married? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've been thinking right. I'm like thinking this through again, but that was pretty sure it was hey, 2008. Count backwards. Uh, Eleven years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Did it. Done. You should know that. That's something you should know. Oh, Jake, okay, I forgot to say, just before you go, I think this is important to note, is it is the 11th anniversary of 2008, this episode. Wow. Can we say the first anniversary of the 10th anniversary of 2008? <laughs> is there something we can go with? It's the first anniversary of the 5th anniversary of the 5th anniversary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's so how... it's, kind of a big, it's kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big episode. Here. I mean, there's, there's going to be a deluxe edition of this podcast. Uh, deluxe box edition. A deluxe episode, box yeah. edition, yeah. So it's going to come out of the, in the uh, second anniversary of the first anniversary of the third anniversary of this uh, yeah. episode. And what you just said was ridiculous. So look look was, forward to that. That was everybody. ridiculous. You lost me. I don't know look what's happening anymore. Hey. Hey, old. Jake. Yep. Tell us about 2008. All right. First, Chaz, I... Uh, a thirsty audience is ready to drink in your sweet words. Oh, <laughs> whoa. The, by, by, hey. I don't know. Hey, that's a lot of pressure. Uh, <laughs> no pressure. No, no pressure at all. No pressure at all. Uh, pressure, no pressure. Speaking of sweet nectar of the gods, I am drinking a beer uh, this hey, late too. morning. You're in the afternoon. I'm in the late morning. It's 1130 yeah, where I am right. right now. It's Saturday. Uh, let's see here. I have uh, Terminal Gravity... Brewing Company, and it's an Eagle Cap India Pale Ale, and it's pretty darn good. Nice. Yeah. I'm drinking myself a Summit uh, Extra Mm. Pale Ale. Mm I don't remember what the name of this particular one is, but it's an Extra Pale Ale. It's an EPA. Yeah, the EPA. So what makes it Extra Pale? Is it, can you see right through it, or does it look like water, or what? Yeah. I, mm, I, I don't really know what the official difference is between an extra pale ale and an Indian pale ale because the whole idea I've read sometime about the, the, the Indian pale ale is was they would uh, they'd blow up these casks in Britain and right. like bring them down to India when they were just not very nice you know colonizing India in a horrible yeah. fashion and uh, so they'd end up ultimately like being these casks and brewing longer so they'd end up being super strong right and that that's when it makes it an Indian pale ale not that it's anything to do with like India brewing it in the slightest it was, it was that right so I don't like, an EPA just seems like an extra, you know. So I'm just like wondering if that pale, means... Like extra strong, just like an IPA. So I don't know. Maybe. But Maybe. instead of arguing about this stupid thing, let's argue about a different stupid thing than well, being Bowie and I wasn't arguing. I was listening to your point of view respectfully. I don't know what you were doing. But... <laughs> I was arguing, Jake. I was oh, arguing. Okay. You're arguing with yourself, but that's another matter. <laughs> no, I was arguing with you, even if there was nothing to argue about. <laughs> that's how we roll here on the Bowie vs. Dylan podcast. <laughs> And as brothers, brothers and based on my own <laughs> children, that's what brothers do. Hey, brothers and sisters, buddy. They all argue up for no reason. No, you know. And now we're we arguing no about sisters and I got no daughters. So now I don't know how that all works. We're arguing about what arguing is. <laughs> Just like brothers always do. <laughs> Just like brothers sisters, be doing. Apparently. So brothers, I brothers and sisters. I think it's all probably right. true. So it is true. Uh, here's what here's what I would like you to do, Chaz. Yeah, uh, I asked right. you. Bef- I asked you before the podcast if you would please find a dice, one die. Yeah. I guess you would call it a die. A die, yeah. Yep. Uh, and you said no, I'm not going to do that. But you did find um, something <laughs> online. I would like the audience at home to know that you asked me this like 20 <laughs> seconds before we started podcast. Yeah, and I'm on the second floor of my house, and all of our games are in the basement. Okay. So instead, all right. hey, I that's found fair. That's the fair. good people over at random.org <laughs> Shout are providing out. a virtual. <laughs> Dice, dice roller. Shout out random.org. 
I am ready to roll one die. All right. With so the, the reason <laughs> the reason you're going to push that button is that I have six items to tell you about for Bob Dylan in the year. Did we even say the year? Oh yeah, 2008. That's right. The first the yeah. first anniversary, the tenth anniversary of 2008 yeah. is is right now. It's happening right now. I don't know. Can you uh, it's been that long already? I don't know. Why don't you? It's the first anniversary, the tenth anniversary already. How about you just? How about you just? Seems, have like, a, only, seems like only last year it was the tenth anniversary. We need more excuses to party at this time of year, and this is it, baby. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> more excuses. Thanksgiving in like three days. I mean, the time limit is just like past Thanksgiving. That's great. Man. All right. That's so anyway, I have a. I, I liked our grab bag thing that we did last week for the Dylan segment, yeah. and this time I just I realized I had six things, and you know what are there six of? Sides of a die. So why don't you roll that die? and we'll see what we come up with. Here we go. I'm clicking the button. Boom. Six. Got a <laughs> Got six. A six. All right, number six. Uh, Bob Dylan's, uh, he had a he had a bootleg series come out. It's number eight in the year 2008. It's called Telltale Signs. These are the years 1989 through 2006. This is uh, outtakes and alternate versions and live recordings from the year. It's a strangely large like yeah. number of years. Yeah, and I was. It is. It is, and he put out many albums during that of, of varying mm-hmm. quality. Um, mm-hmm. And so I almost, I almost made a joke about how crappy he was during those years, but I realized that's not. It's too long of a range. He wasn't crappy during all of those years. Only it is. Some of them. He was only crappy for like actually he was only crappy for like one or two of those years. It turned oh, out. Oh, right, right, right at the very beginning. Well, '89 was Oh Mercy, which was a good album, and then he followed oh, yeah. that. He followed that up with Under which the Red, Red Sky, Sky, which is Under his Red, worst. Under the Red album. Sky, yeah, yeah, yeah. Under the Red Sky, um, yeah. and so you know you might be thinking to yourself like, there's like six or seven albums in there, and it's yeah. a, it's a two disker. Uh, there's there's a little sort of in like three discs there's three uh three tracks per era though. yeah but check it out um they only did uh some of the songs and some of the albums from the thing which is confusing so they did outtakes from Old Mercy which was okay. 1989 World Gone Wrong which was his acoustic album from 1992 or three excuse me. Okay. Uh, they did Time Out of Mind 1997 and they did yeah. Modern Times which is 2006. Okay, as so is well, this like the four best ones? No, it's not. Because at least three of those are really good ones. All of those right. are good albums, uh, to varying okay. degrees. Now, what they left off was Under the Red Sky, which is his best album. We all know that. Really good <laughs> uh, You just told me that a few seconds ago. Oh, you loved it. was great. Good as I've been to you. Everyone at home can revisit the 1990 episode. Yeah, the, yeah. I think it's it's called literally Dylan's Worst Year, I think. Or something. Yeah, it was. It was, it was our it was our celebration right around the twenty fifth episode. Oh man, did we did we did we get cranked for that? Woo! We did. We it was, did. It was it's amazing. Um, okay. So cranked. So, so cranked. Just, Most cranked. I don't even remember Believe most me. of it. Uh, he left off "Good as I've Been to You," which was his first acoustic album from nineteen ninety two, and then. Uh, and then he left off Love and Theft, which is like his massive classic album from 2001. No. So I'm wondering if they're yeah, saving I'm wondering if they're saving Love and Theft for its own bootleg series box set, perhaps. I think they're just going to go back and redo these like they have with some of the other early Although this is like number 8. Yeah, this like is number 8. They really no, the first couple bootleg series they would like they were just weird brand picks. Yeah, bootleg series and, one, uh, one through they've three. gone back and like redone some of those basically expanded some of them. They have. And in fact, there's one of the songs uh, from bootleg series one through three is on this one, an alternate version of it, but still. Okay. Um, and then there's also soundtrack tunes. Dylan kind of got into like, uh, you know, uh, writing original songs for soundtracks, and they're, yeah, they're yeah. mostly very, very yeah. good. And then some unreleased re- live recordings, which I'm always like, eh. But there's some really, there's some pretty good ones on here. So okay. as as we discussed, Thanks it's much. it's a big year representation. Um, at first you might think like they should blow this out way more, um, given that yeah. you know, some of them are like they're one album and it's six discs. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but it, I, it's kind of refreshing, I have to say, because it's it's this is like really really good. Like the uh, the songs that they chose for this and the way that they sequence them makes it play like a double album more than okay. you know like a curiosity. Um, and this one, I, I listen to this thing like all the time. I listen to what? it as if it's an album, especially the nice first, one, especially Way the first disc. So, you know, 
you you, you might you might feel cheated. Exactly. Now this thing debuted at number six on the Billboard charts, and uh, Rolling Stone magazine, which you know, trust them as far as you can throw them. Uh, Wait, what? Uh, one of the magazines, or like the entire organization? Uh, the entire. I think one of the magazines pretty far. I think. The entire organization. I can't confirm that. I've never measured it, but I think pretty far. The entire organization is what oh, I'm okay, saying. Okay, all right. Well, like, not, that one's probably not pretty far. Not also, very far. I haven't measured that, but I'm assuming uh, not pretty far. They did make Telltale Signs their number two album of the entire year in 2008. Uh, there must have been a... What was number one? It must have been a really crappy Mick Jagger album. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> guessing. Because every, every, year, every year, the number one album is a Mick Jagger album. That's what I'm guessing. <laughs> all right, so... Uh, yeah, so I guess, you know, in, in, uh, in the style of you, you're good at progressed, or pro, not procrastinating, pro, prognosticating, prognosticating mm-hmm. into the future about Bowie releases. You know, maybe we'll get a Love and Theft bootleg series, because that's such a celebrated album. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and I also have something for you here, Chaz, a BVD award. Oh, uh, hey. Yes. Oh, hey. Related to this album... It is the most coveted release that I don't have because Chaz, guess what? You have this one? No, no, I have the two disker, but guess what? Oh. There was exclusively sold on his website in 2008. There was an expanded deluxe edition with an extra disc of outtakes and things oh, like that. Oh man! And guess what, Chaz? I can't find it anywhere online now. It's like a ghost. Whoa! I mean, you Whoa. can go look. Maybe you have different nooks and crannies you can look in. I maybe I will. But there's a there's a four LP version that's just the same as the two CD version, so I don't care yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. But there's yeah. and it came with like a the, this three disc version came with like a seven inch vinyl single, and it's 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 the deluxe box uh, you know size that we're accustomed to here in the in the Dylan camp. And man, I would I would pay I'd pay like a hundred and fifty bucks for it. I think if I could. Wow. Find it. I think so. I think. Okay, well, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll stop listening yeah. and start looking right now. <laughs> All right, let's stop the podcast, everyone. <laughs> now, if I if I had my head on straight, I wouldn't have made such a big deal about the fans and or record companies sending me uh, the Bootleg Series Volume 13, you know, tru- we, Trouble we, No More. We kind of stole that, we kind of stole that <laughs> one, so... Hey, everybody, it's, it's okay. So kinda, kinda why don't you, why don't you turn, turn your attention towards somebody please getting me this this three-disc version of Telltale Sense. I didn't think that I would like it as much as I did when I bought it, to be honest. Like, I was like, I saw the years, and I was like, okay, you know. Like, the, the early 90s are included in this thing. But it is so good. It's one of my very favorite bootleg series uh, volumes. So, we'll give it points later, but uh, Chaz, why don't you roll that die again? You better do that. Number two, let's check my notes for real this time. All right, as recently as September 2019, Siri thought that Bob Dylan was dead. Did you know that? (laughs) No. Uh, No. Yes, so let's see. If you asked Siri, how old is Bob Dylan? Siri, up until September 2019, would say that he lived from 1943 until 2008. April 24th, 2008, Siri thought that Bob Dylan died. What? At the age of of 66. Of 83. So that's uh, that's relevant to 2008 only because Siri thought that he died in 2008. (laughs) Why did Siri think he died in 2008? I don't know. And it, it was only if you asked this certain way. If you asked another way, like, is Bob Dylan still alive or what is Bob Dylan doing right now or whatever, like, it would, it would, she would correct herself. But if you asked, how old is Bob Dylan? She would give you a date that he died. So I think that's kind of cryptic, and I think he's dead. That is. Go on. Paul is dead. Paul is dead, number nine. Okay, am I rolling again? Yep, roll again. That was a little short one. Ooh. A little short little jam there. This is a little number jam. Number four. Number four. Yeah. All right, this is our most fun one, Chaz. You've landed on our most fun one. I've hey, had... I like fun. I know, and you get to interact with this one, too. So, Yahoo! Um, all right, so I'm going to have a multiple choice question followed by another multiple choice question. But here's how here's how the first multiple choice question starts. Chaz, on the morning of October 21st, 2019, so not that long ago, the world woke up to find Bob Dylan trending on Twitter. Now, I understand what trending on Twitter is, even though I don't use it. 
But Jazz, how come? How come? How come Bob Dylan was trending on Twitter when he normally wouldn't? Right. All right. So A, he was the subject of a legitimate seeming death hoax. B, he was he was nominated for his record tying fifty third Grammy award. <laughs> Wait, D, what was the date? It's October, right? October twenty first, twenty nineteen. Okay, yeah, no, that's just, just not the Grammys of, like, two days ago. He endorsed Kamala Harris for the 2020 election. Mm-hmm. Democratic candidate. Uh, let's see here. What number are we on? I don't even know. Here's another choice. He, a- <laughs> he appeared as the seventh best singer of all time on a Rolling Stone list. Rolling Stone magazine list. Yeah. Or uh, E, or whatever we're on now. Uh, he actually died. <laughs> Well, I think I would have remembered him actually died. Okay. Uh, I don't remember your first one was again. But, <laughs> he was the subject of a legitimate oh, death seeming death hoax, yes. You know, I don't know what it is. I'm going to go with that one because it just, just feels right. No, it's that's not right. He was no. he was the subject of a role. He was on a Rolling Stone list called this the best singers of all time. It didn't specify mm. like rock singers or anything like that. This is literally like... I guess all of the... About, are they talking about singing? Like, actual singing skills? Well, that's a great question. That's a great question. Now, Bob, well, he's famous for many things and many accomplishments in the world of music. His, like, sweet, sultry, you know, voice is not one of them. It isn't. It isn't. You know, except that maybe you could say, like, he's one of the masters at, like, phrasing or, uh, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, eliciting the proper, like, poetic whatever incantations or something like this yeah okay so what the reason that this had everyone you know going crazy on twitter is that he was number seven on this list number seven singer of all time now what's kind Uh of what's kind of funny about the whole thing is that the list came out in 2008 and somehow people were getting mad about it in 2019 and it caused like this It caused this, like, crazy reaction, you know, like, tons and thousands and millions of comments and views and sharing and all this stuff. And people were just, they were losing their mind because of this stupid, you know, because Rolling Stone, again, we can throw them. How far? Not very far, right? We think. As an organization. Not the entire organization, no. Probably, like, not even. One issue of the magazine, yes, quite far. You could throw it, yeah, especially if you were, like, on a mountain. You could maybe throw it pretty far. Anyway, yeah. I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I got anyone the wind just right when glistening off into the sunrise. Yeah, <laughs> with a stiff breeze to our back. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know why anyone gets mad at a Rolling Stone list. They're the dumbest <laughs> list maker of all time. Uh, I'm gonna disagree with you there, Jake. I believe the dumbest list maker would be NME magazine. Oh, NME is the dumbest I list think, maker. Oh. I think they, I think they'd be NME. I. Correct me out because every band is the hottest new band. Like yeah. every new band is the best band ever. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, def- definitely. And then they forget about them like three weeks later after probably putting <laughs> a bunch of them on a bunch of lists of having the best band ever. Yeah, best bands of all time. It's like whoever's new people are followed by another new person and followed by like the Beatles, and then that's your list. <laughs> the Beatles are always. Yeah, like I was through. I can't remember actually reading any lists for enemies, so I don't know if they actually make them. But I'm gonna assume that they do because of the way that they treat everything. All right, so uh, that's fine. Song is number two on my list of the worst people who make lists about music. You know, I number two is Rolling Stone, and number one, Enemy <laughs> Magazine. Oh, hey, I'm just I'm enraged, and I'm going on Twitter for some reason about this. <laughs> uh, I gotta I gotta say that even though like there's Pitchfork Pitchfork is kind of creeping into this not not because of the people on their list like obviously <clears throat> the things that they list on their lists are are very good. But, like, yeah. the way that they structure them and the things they always put at number one are, like, deliberately designed to make everyone mad, I'm pretty sure. Well, and just, yeah, to prove how cool they are. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. All right, so here's my second. Like, you, know, sure. like you, can't, you can't put the Beatles on the list. Like, you got to, you know, you put them down a little bit because you respect them, but, you know. Right. It's like, of everybody course. Everybody says that. It's got to be something different. Of course the Beatles, but, you know, they're number 17. And the Velvet Underground are number one or whatever. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> Yeah. Hey, it's their list, man. I don't know why I'm even making fun of them. <laughs> Coming in at number three on the worst list <laughs> is Pitchfork. Coming in on the you worst were, on the worst you were, list. You were number four, Jake, just so you know. Oh, man. Well, hey, at least I'm not number one. Yes. There's room for growth. 
Coming in at number two on the worst list-making lists of the lists of the organization who makes lists, Bowie vs. Dylan podcast. <laughs> number two. Uh, we're hoping it, we're hoping it does it up to number one. <laughs> we're trying to be so bad that we get up there. Uh, all right, so here's my next multiple-choice qu- question. I, I took a look at this list, Chaz, and I, I beg you not to go look at the list right now um, so that you don't cheat on my on my quiz here. But... Here it is. Who is not ranked below Bob Dylan on this infamous 2008 list? Okay, not so there's ranked below him. So there's one. Probably an easier way to say that is there's one person on this list ranked above him. Okay, ranked better than him. Better than better than Bob Dylan. Not above, not above meaning like a higher number, but above meaning better, like higher on the list. Correct. Yes. Okay. Got it. So I'm going to list a bunch of people, and one of them is ranked better than Bob Dylan. Okay. Right, got it. You ready? All right. Yeah, got it. Here they go. Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson, Freddie uh-huh. Mercury, Oof. Mariah Carey. Oh. Marvin Gaye. David uh-huh. Bowie. Heard uh-huh. of him? Whitney Houston, Elton John, and Annie Lennox. Who? Somehow you, you is beat, you beat all of those people except for one. Yeah, and a whole bunch all more. Of better singers than Bob Dylan. I think we all know that. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. This is why everyone got their panties in a bundle. <laughs> My panties are bundled right now. I man. know, I can tell. <laughs> yeah, but you like that. You're kind of you. You kind of like that. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Huh? <laughs> Back up here, Jake. <laughs> uh, whoa. Uh, let's see here. We got to think about 2008's audience. We also got to think about Rolling Stone. It. I don't know. I don't know how all these people were below him except for one, but right. that's just how it is. All right, give them to me one more time. All right, and then I'll just play. here we go. Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Michael Jackson. Okay. Freddie Mercury. Okay. Mariah Carey. Okay. Marvin Gaye. Yeah. David Bowie. Okay. Whitney Houston. Uh-huh. Elton John. Yes. And Annie Lennox. <laughs> There was so many more I could have put on there. There's I just, so many more. There's so many Let me more. Let get one thing really quick. I'm not, oh, okay, never mind. I couldn't remember what year Michael Jackson died. And I was oh, thinking it was right around great. It was 2009. I had to look that up really quick. Because if he died in 2008, guaranteed he's on the list. Oh, that's a, great, that's a great thing to look up. You're right. I was just trying to think of who was going to be hot and feel relevant in 2008. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's impossible. Just- I'm, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go with uh, Freddie Mercury. No, Freddie Mercury was number 18 on the list. Uh, the the only one that was above him was Marvin Gaye, just above him at number oh. six. Marvin Gaye. Okay, who so was, I'm just, who was number one? James? Number one, a, it, was it was Aretha Franklin. Which okay. Oh okay. Well, I think we can be okay with that. I think that's something we could. We can, do. Uh, if I remember Together right, like Elton John, or, or no, I'm sorry, uh, John Lennon was above him. I can't remember who no, else. Yeah, Dylan's was... not like an amazing singer. I know. You know? Well, neither is Bob. Like, that's not what they're known for, you know? No, I know. It's it's wild. So anyway, I'll, I'll just tell you quick the, the positions of all the ones that I gave to you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Stevie Wonder was number nine. Okay. Freddie Mercury was 18. Yeah. Michael Jackson was the 25th best singer of all time, according to Rolling okay. Stone. Again, like, he's not, I, mean, I know, he's an all right singer. I don't he's know. A, he's a distinctive singer. He's a distinctive singer. But so, so is Bob Dylan. That's Some true. Very distinctive. distinctive. Uh, all right, Mariah Carey somehow was number seventy nine on this list. Wow! And she has like a whatever you would consider like a classically pure voice. She has like six. Oh octaves. yeah, well, she, she has like, like six a seven octaves. Octave yeah, she's crazy. Or something like yeah. All right, David Bowie, respectable at twenty three. I'd say. Hey, I'm not bad. Not uh, better, bad better than Whitney Houston at thirty four. No. And again, Whitney <laughs> Houston. <laughs> Bowie is a better singer than Bob Dylan. Like more like. I don't know. I but guess. But not as Whitney Houston type. I don't know. If you're looking at pure just singing, then I don't know. Yeah, right. I, I know. I'm upset about this. I'm going to start trending it on Twitter. You better trend it again. Everyone's upset. Trend, I'm going. Uh, Elton John was number 38, and then Annie Lennox was number 93 on okay. the list. So so there you go. There's that ridiculous, uh, hey, the ridiculous expose. I'm going to start digitally rolling a die right now. All right, do Should it. I? Yep. Are you ready? Yep, yep. Okay. I'm ready. Go. Do it. Number one. Ooh, number. Nice. Number one. Bob Dylan had two singles that came off of the Telltale Science box set. One was "Dreaming of You," and this had oh, a this yeah. great song. Uh, 
That's all I do. That happened to be dreaming of you. And he he released a, uh, a video single with the actor Harry Dean Stanton. Do you know him? He's a very famous... He's no, a very famous character actor. He was in, like, the Godfather movies and a whole bunch okay. of other classic 70s movies. Okay. So I'm going to assume that I've done by sight, but not by name. Yeah, so, he, so Harry Dean Stanton is out, like, in the middle of the desert, sifting through his Dylan bootlegs, like, actual, like, uh-huh. illegal bootlegs. <laughs> he's kind of in this dusty garage. He's, like, looking through them all and, you know, sort of yeah. preparing them. And it, it turns out he's sort of, like... He's appearing to be, like, searching for Dylan, whether metaphorically or physically. Like, where's Dylan, you know? He's got all these, like, concert... Where is he? Where is he? He's got all these concert posters and stuff like that. Yeah. He's kind of tracking where he is, but he's, you know, in the middle of the desert. But he ends up, at the end, uh, he ends up stamping a box that's titled Bootleg Series Volume 8, and then he drives it into the desert. So I guess Harry Dean Stanton, <laughs> I guess it was him who f- literally... Who took all those three CD versions. That's what he's got, right? He's got them, and he drove away with them. I need to find this and guy. And put them in the desert. You need to go to the desert, Jake. That's where, where they, they are. are. You know when they say something's strictly limited, they always say that about these Dylan box sets, and I'm always like, are. whatever. But this one apparently was strictly limited. It's, I mean, I've been looking a, a little bit here just now, and I haven't found it yet. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. It's gone. It's a ghost. Anyway, all the uh, you know the, the vinyl ones and there two, there's the, apparently there were two different versions of the three CD one. One was the seven inch vinyl and one was okay. the outtake. I'll take like it. That. I'll take it without. I just want those other outtakes, man. Yeah, it's okay, so that's good. good to know. It's good to know. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you know if you're if you find one on the black on the dark web or wherever you're gonna find the dark. Well, I'm looking for the dark web. <laughs> there's a whole section. I'm figure out. First, I'm going to find the dark web, and then I'm going to find how to buy some <laughs> Hey, why don't you get somebody, uh, contract somebody to kill somebody else, too, while you're at it? Get Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, he also released a single called Mississippi, which Mississippi ended up on Love and Theft, a very good version of it. But this is one of those cool songs that went through many iterations. Um, there's yeah. two of them, at least two, on the Telltale Signs box set that are both fantastic and very different. Um, so this was one of those versions, and it had, like, a video with, like, archival footage in it. Yeah. You know, Dylan's kind of prone to doing stuff like that. But a great song. So, anyway, roll the dice. You've got hey, all whoa. different ones so far. I know. It's kind we'll of amazing. I know. Do it again. Okay. Uh, what? <laughs> dice. Oh, whoa, oh, no, we didn't. We got one again. Okay. Oh, just now? But I didn't... We got, well... What is going on? I'm just keep getting one over and over again. Oh, and there. I had one three times in a row. Uh-oh. This is confusing. Two? Did we do two? Yeah, we had two. Okay. Five? We did not do five. All right, let's do number five. All right, number five. In April 2008, uh, Bob Dylan by this point was, was pretty used to you know, winning things and winning prizes and lifetime achievement awards and things yeah, well, like that. You know how it is. You know how it is. It, you know, you get a when, little, you're, when you're Bob Dylan. You get a little older and you're also Bob Dylan. You win a bunch of stuff. Uh, but this is this is an interesting one. He earned a Pulitzer Prize, Chaz. Hey, whoa! Now, do you know nice what the one. do you know what the Pulitzer Prize is for? Well, it's for writing. It's for writing, right? Uh, uh, it's no. either for like a novel yeah, or nonfiction yeah. or even uh, a playwriting. Yeah. You can you Journalism, can write. Yeah. You yeah. can write a play. Uh, Bob Dylan yeah. didn't didn't do any of that stuff. He no, he did write some words though. He wrote some words, but That's they did true. they did go to songs, and the and the Pulitzer Prize does not generally go to. Uh, singers and song or yeah, even uh, songwriters. Okay, yeah. but he got he got a special award from the Pulitzer yeah. Board for his quote profound impact on popular music and American culture. Okay. Uh, mer- uh, what, nice marked by lyrical compositions of extraordinary poetic power. So, mm, so uh, boom. Um, so Jonathan Lethem, the uh, the critic and author, says quote. Mm-hmm. It's like giving Elvis Presley a tuxedo. It doesn't exactly fit. <laughs> so people just... I'm sure I've seen pictures of Elvis Presley in a tuxedo. Uh, people just kind of wondered, like, why is Bob Dylan earning a Pulitzer Prize? Like, I think yeah. I think maybe the Pulitzers were like, hey, let's just let's just add a hot young name onto the onto the rolls here. <laughs> um, who's, who's enemy like this week? <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, well, Bob Dylan. Hey, oh, hey, well, Bob Dylan. Oh, really let's... After that, uh, the Bullock series came out. So. The Bullock series. Uh, uh, newsflash, Chaz. Bob Dylan did not attend the awards luncheon. Can you believe it? Whoa! <laughs> what? Because he was. Whoa! Because he was touring, but mostly because there was no cash prize like the Nobel Prize. 
They finally got him. They're like, Bob, we have $800,000 for you if you come. And he, like, hangs up the phone and starts driving. Uh, (laughs) But his his son, uh, I don't remember which one, Jesse, I guess, Jesse Dillon, went to the lunch. not the one we like. No, Jacob wouldn't have gone. He thinks he's, you know, as cool as Bob, so he's not going to no lunch. He was still... Somewhere near some of the outer ranges of relevance, 2008. I was quite drifted off into nowhere. I was I was listening to the 90s at noon or whatever on one of the radio stations because I didn't have any CDs yeah. in the car, and uh, they played one headlight, and that's that's a banger, Chaz. That's a real banger. <laughs> I'm not even thinking about that. It's okay. also hilarious because if you listen to the lyrics, they they don't make any sense whatsoever, and you can tell that it's. You know, there's so there's a, there's just a rash throughout popular music of like Bob Dylan Bob Dylan esque lyrics. You know, like yeah. kind of like dreamy, you know, stream of consciousness, but they don't actually yeah. make sense. But like Bob Dylan managed yeah. Bob Dylan managed to you know kind of pull it together and synthesize this into something that you know made sense or at least got people thinking. Right. But it's like well, which is why you know that's <laughs> one of the big things about him is managing to make this stream of conscious stuff actually makes sense right or at least make it mysterious and and stuff like that so that you wondered like what does that actually mean or right. etc but these these lyrics to this song are so bad Zepsy <laughs> died easy of a broken heart disease something something <laughs> one headlight <laughs> it's kind of undeniable though it's a great song it's a banger alright roll the dice I think we only have one more I think so too. Let's, do. Let's see how long it takes you to roll a three. How long will it take him? I just got another five. All right, so that's one. Three. Oh, I just got oh three. all right, great. All right, number three. I'm, <laughs> I'm so I'll disappointed. Keep going, keep going, keep going. I kind of. You know, half an hour rolling in. Well, I was telling. Uh, I was. Maybe for the finest podcast we've ever made. My son James, who is twelve, I will remind everyone, um, and I were talking about theoretical probability versus experimental probability this morning because that's mm. the, that's mm. the math that's the math he's learning as a seventh grader. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, nice, okay, nice. I don't, you know, you're smarter than me, but go ahead. And uh, I was, we were just talking about dice rolls and like expected probabilities and stuff. So this is kind of funny that we're doing this. I was kind of hoping we'd go till, till like tomorrow, you know, and beat, uh-huh. the, beat the odds. <laughs> but it was the second one. All right, uh, number three, last one for you, Chaz. Uh, Bob Dylan gives Barack Obama the time of day. If you'll remember, in 2008, Barack Obama was elected the president of the United States. Yeah, I do remember that. And yeah. that, was, on, that was a notable event. It was kind of kind of notable. I remember it well. Um, Bob Dylan was playing the University of Minnesota on election night, where, uh, if you'll recall, Bob Dylan extreme air quotes went to college. Extreme end air quotes. <laughs> it's like many air quotes around that because he didn't make it very far. But uh-huh. he was he was returning there. He had not played there in a long time, and he elected to play there on election night, which is pretty cool. And I guess it was a pretty cool night, because while he was playing, Obama got elected. You know, it gets uh, that. And so Bob Dylan said something that got everyone kind of charged up, because Bob never, ever, ever, since the early 60s, comments on political matters. Like, he just, yeah. he just does not do it. He doesn't say one word about it. But he was moved to say this, quote, Me, I was born in 1941. That's the year they bombed Pearl Harbor. I've been living in a world of darkness ever since. But it looks like things are going to change now. End quote. Whoa. Whoa. And I guess uh, the the crowd was Whoa. very was very into this. You know, they were uh, wow. very excited. If you remember, there was a lot of cause for optimism and hope at that time. Yeah. Yeah. In this country, um, Bob later called it quote a momentary lapse into sincerity. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he was. I guess he was kind. Of, I guess he was kind of embarrassed by it. And I, I don't know why. Is it? It's okay to be excited about something here and there, isn't it? Um, not if you're Bob Dylan. I guess not if you're Bob Dylan. So he was very embarrassed by his own, you know, by feeling a human emotion. I guess and kind of, kind of took it back later. But I don't know if he we'll took it. That, we'll let that happen again. I don't know if he took it back uh, later because of how he felt like the presidency was going, or. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I don't know. So that was kind of a cool night. Wish I was there. Uh, I think I think I can pass it off to you, Chaz. Hey, before you pass it off to me, Jake, yeah. let's just talk about the fact that I have found two copies of Telltale Science. What? Uh, Three-disker, yep. How much are we one talking? One of them is one of them's 150 with uh, $7 in shipping. Oof. 
The other one's down 115, but it's bidding. It's like currently in the process of bidding on eBay. Oh, this is on with eBay. It, with 22, yeah, they're both on eBay with $22 in shipping. So that one, you know, Dang. who knows? That one's only got, it's got less than a day left. It probably is going to spike. Oh, that'll yes. go up. So yeah. I said I would spend 150 The other one is a buy now one, though. Yeah, oh, man. I need 150 bucks. Hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if you read that last one. No. But uh, could you guys come Yeah, well, some? Gary, you know, Gary's our guy. He was, he it's was. It's okay. He's a good guy. He's a guy. Hey, yes. Okay. All right, Let's hit it. Over. It's funny to know that I found that. Thank you. Hey, Appreciate so that. 2008, Jake, as mm-hmm. you'll recall, and anyone who's listened to the show more than like two episodes will recall, is deep in my favorite David Lloyd period, the period where he didn't do anything. Hey, the... The Davecation. Oh, yeah, thanks. thanks. A name thanks. I have coined, and I still hope to find someone else using somewhere online, because I know it'll be me. Who came up with it? Uh, you know? No, anyway, no one else. It was a period of where he didn't do very much, but he did do some stuff. And so we're going to talk about what he did there. All right. But Jake, I'm going to set this up here. I've got a fully interactive, immersive uh, wow. experiencing experience for you in 2008. Is this like a CD-ROM? Like, take it back. We'll take on the role of David Bowie. Oh, my gosh. In, a, uh, in something that everyone in their 30s is well familiar with. That is uh, Choose Your Own Adventure. Oh, my favorites. So, all Go of ahead. us, if you're in your 30s, guaranteed you read about 50 of these and you're a kid. Oh, they're the best. Uh, the idea being that I'm going to give you a series of branching choices as to what you do. What you, as David Bowie, do. And your goal, Jake, yeah. is to end the 2008 <laughs> more points in our point. But I'm going to keep track of how many points you gather. Oh, like, no. in the same way that we, we give points to our guys. This is you're crazy. More points what have you been David doing Boy. lately? Okay. This is nuts. It's not actually as complicated as it seems, but, you know, you'll you'll figure it out here. Okay. All right, I'm ready. So, Jake, it is 2008. You are David Bowie. Yeah. It has been five years since you last released a studio album. Oh, man, what a Four years since you did a full, since you stopped touring and did a full concert. You've done a couple scattered appearances here and there, no more than about three songs at a time. Sure. Uh, you've released, there's been a couple singles and collabs, but nothing, nothing really big. Okay. So it's up to you to choose what you do with 2008 here. All right. I'm starting um, right away. Okay, go ahead. Is, you got two choices here. Pick which one you want. All right. Number one, do you choose to do a, release a crushing news that tops the charts and reminds everyone how much of a rock giant you still are? I didn't do that. Or do you choose, no, this isn't about what, what Bob or what David actually did. So oh. you want to do as both. You're <laughs> trying to be. You're trying to beat his actual points here. Okay. You can choose whatever you want. So okay. you choose to release a crushing new single that tops the charts and reminds everyone how much of a rock giant you really are. Yeah. Or do some backing vocals for a cover album released by an actress you were in a movie with one time. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, um, well, I'm David Bowie, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I guess, I guess I'll. I guess I'll somehow magically top the charts in 2008 with with a random All right. single. All right. All right. All right. Great. Great. Okay. Can't I wait. didn't say you topped the charts. I said it was a really good song. Oh, I thought you said you were going to top the charts. I said that. Did I say that? I'm yeah, gonna you definitely said tough. that. You definitely oh, said top, top the charts. charts. Okay, never mind. Yep, I did. Okay, whatever. Fine, I topped him. All right. Well, I'm gonna as we go along here, I'm gonna tell you what decisions David Bowie actually made. Yeah. Okay. So he did not choose to release a new single. Yeah. That's he what instead did sing backing vocals on two different songs on an, a Tom Waits covers album by Scarlett Johansson. Oh. The well-known actress. Okay. I actually legit, I actually legitimately like this album. I had this album legitimately. I bet, I I bet you do. Yeah, uh, I remember hearing the, about the that. Album, the album features about half of TV on the radio. Mm-hmm. Most notably, Dave Sitek uh, produced it and was really, seemed to be in charge of it, but he brought in a bunch of people. And uh, Nick Zinner, the guitarist from the IAS, both yeah. of them, you know, at the height of their powers. Absolutely. So, Rockin'. So it's it's really and it's it's such a bizarre like why this thing ever happened type album you know of course it was Scarlett Johansson released an album of covers of Tom Waits songs <laughs> I love Tom and Waits. she got half of TV on the radio and the IES in there and David Bowie sings backing vocals this is like a an onion title right here yeah right it now. really is but it, but it kind of works and it was actually like pretty solid I I like it so that's what that's what David Bowie decided to do instead so Nick you have got yourself a good of the chart singles yeah exploding everything I'm feeling great how great you are I feel so good in your position now do you choose to A release <laughs> an exciting forward thinking new album that proves you're as talented and relevant as ever yeah or release a warmed over compilation of your personal favorites your own songs as a free gift with a British tabloid <laughs> 
Um, I so think, what, are, what, are, what do you choose, Jake? What well, if choose? I, I guess if I had the choice, I mean, they both sound really enticing to me uh-huh. as David Bowie. Uh, but I think I, I think I'm going to go with that first one. I I feel like reminding everyone okay. that I am right. David Bowie. All right, let's. Okay, I'm just I'm staring here to make sure that I know what you chose to do here. Yeah, so well, I got of course. I can so I can, I can do the points later on. Uh, well, that's not what David Bowie chose to do. Oh, why? He chose to. Uh, he released a collection called I Select or I Select Bowie. It was just a compilation of some of his own personal favorites of his own tracks. Okay. <laughs> it was released with the UK. It was released free with the UK tabloid The Mail on Sunday. Yes. And got a wide release later in the same year. The tabloid. The uh, most notably about it is it does. There aren't very many singles on there. There's only like three that were tracks that were ever released as singles. And most notably included a new remix of the Never Let Me Down track. Uh, oh boy! For some reason, uh, time will tell. Time, no time. Uh, time, I can't remember. The time will tell if you figure it out. Not time. <laughs> it's not time will tell. <laughs> oh. Time will. Time will crawl. Time will crawl. Yep. Time will crawl with this segment. Anyway, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the remix of Time Will Crawl ended up proving to be the template for last year, 2018's complete remix remake of the album Never Let Me Down. Oh, And I'm gonna fully admit that this remix of the song makes the song like palpable and actually like good to listen to. Oh man. Uh, Bowie in his liner notes apparently meant I don't own this because I don't know the songs elsewhere. Uh, Bowie apparently uh, mentions in the liner notes that you know, oh, to do the rest of the album this way, Ooh. which was, was a trick as a mandate to do after he died. But then he did. So, you know, he never chose to do that himself, but they did it after he died. So there you go. All right, Jake, you moved wow. out, guys. Pretty hot <laughs> single. Man, I'm feeling great. It's hit album that's critically acclaimed on your belt. Yeah. What's next? I don't know. Do you choose to... Release a follow-up single from said album that comes as a surprise crossover hit. Makes number four on the top forty charts and is nominated for three Grammys. Oh my goodness! Or probably not even notice that a mid-eighties demo you sang backing vocals on is released by an old friend of yours. <sighs> Again, tough, tough choice. <laughs> I feel like this is an embarrassment of riches, but I'm gonna go with number one. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. Okay, all right, like you it just sounds, it you sounds know. slightly better to me, just a little. You will? Okay. So again, but Bowie did not choose that choice. Oh, he didn't. This might be might be feeling surprising at this time. I'm sure you're you're really getting shocked I by don't, the choices he he actually made in real life. I thought this was a documentary and not a game. But, so just a second. <laughs> Fortunately, there was an Iggy Pop collection called "Where the Faces Shine" Volume Two. Where they shine. It's a, it's a six disker set of rarities. Ooh. And includes a demo of the song Fire Girl from Iggy Pop's mid-80s album, Blah Blah Blah, which Bowie <laughs> produced and basically made all of us. Terrible. And apparently Bowie sings backing vocals in it, though it's pretty hard to tell. I'll admit. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, I'm okay, not even so, sure Bowie even knew that that happened. He might not even realize that happened. I wonder if he would have chosen the first one if he had to do it over again. You know, Maybe. I don't know. I just wish you were, I just wish you were here today. And we can ask you yeah. I'm sure, should... you know. Oh. My time is This is what happened. Hey, all right. So you have got two hit singles and a good album on your belt. And Grammys What's next? galore. Yeah. Grammys galore. Well, I mean, that, you wouldn't have had the Grammys yet. They would just, you know. Well, I mean, I wouldn't have, but it would have been. You don't, you don't know that now. They it would It would have kind of been like almost a guarantee, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So do you on a 122-day worldwide solo arena tour mm. with an unsettled backing band and a series of high-profile surprise guests. Whoa, sounds good. Or do you choose to take your daughter to school every day and go for a lot of walks? Oh, well, you know what? I would actually choose the second one in this case. You, you add uh, David Bowie in this case? Yeah. Okay, well, that sounds way better. Question, make the next question a, a difficult one. We'll, we'll go with that. Okay, all right. <laughs> Sorry, that sounds better. Well, in this case, you did do the same thing as David Bowie. Oh, I did? Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. David Bowie did not tour in this year or indeed perform any songs live. I whatsoever. feel like with a hit single and all that stuff, you don't have to. You, and he's made of money, so it's not like he needs Maybe to. Maybe not in 2008. Yeah, you know? exactly. Nowadays, you got to tour. You don't make any money. You got to, dude. You got to tour. You don't you get have paid. to. Hey, tip. You got to tour. Okay, this next question gets a little confusing then. Okay, I'm going to rearrange all that. You you can do it, man. I trust you. Pulitzer Prize is coming your way. Okay. Do you choose to release a blistering live album called From Your Story (laughs) Pulse to uh, high sales and great critical acclaim? Yeah. 
Mm. Re-release a great market live show occurred 36 years previously and given a wide release 14 years previous. Uh, yeah, well, I hate when Bowie does that second one, so I'm going to pick the first one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. See, that was supposed. That, that was good. I assumed you were going to pick the uh, to go on the Giant Solo tour. Yeah, I just. I couldn't, uh, I in couldn't... which case, the, the live album would have been from the tour you just you just did. So, yeah, you, 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 you know, you, that's fine. That's your choice. You, you, you audible choose your own adventure, Jake. I've choose. I've chosen it. Uh, Bowie did not make that choice. No, he re-released uh, Live Santa Monica '72. Right, a really quite good show from '72. <laughs> sure, but it was released in a semi-official release in 1994. We talked about 1994. We did. Uh, we talk about every Bowie kind of, show, it's just the same show, three or four times. Well, four we're getting to, to the point here too. We're, we're, you know, we're well past the halfway point on our year. Oh yeah, we sure are. Where there's not a lot of things we haven't referenced yet in some form. That's true. All right, and you. Yeah, never mind. There's two more. Okay, so all of your incredible success this year. Wow. You know, do you go on a victory lap of sorts by starring in an Oscar-nominated psychological thriller that forces critics to accept you as one of the leading actors of your generation, or <laughs> do a two-minute cameo in a low-budget Josh Harkin movie about the dot-com bubble burst that is 36% fresh in Rotten Tomatoes and only made $12,000 at the box office? Oh, $12,000? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. You heard that, right? Wow. Uh, I guess, again, tough choice here. Um, yeah, give me number one. That just feels a little okay. little bit better to me. <laughs> okay, well, Bowie did not choose that one yet again. <laughs> he uh, chose to be in a movie called August. This is one of his final movie appearances. Oh, my God. He's in about two minutes of it at the very, very end. It's yeah. about this, like, these two young guys that start this big, like, dot-com type, you know, some great, hot, new website that gets a lot of money and then the dot-com bubble bursts and the, he's trying to get the, the Josh Hartnett is trying to get this whole thing bailed out at the last minute by some old uh, venture capitalist types and yeah. Bowie's one of them he's just a big old jerk and says no you're a jerk we don't like you so we're going to buy your company but you're out <laughs> and that's it was this after the social network I feel like all the movies were about that after the social network yeah, it sounds like it was before I think it's, I think it's probably before wow hey you know, Social I think network. That was probably before. Let's take a look really quick. Yeah, social network is like oh. 2010. I want to say maybe. Yeah, I feel like it's a little bit later. That's a great movie. Um, this is. I'm trying hard to find this because you know, social network just is a. It's, it's a, 2010. Good call, Jake. It's a good classic. Call. Good call. Thanks, man. Yeah. So I did not watch that movie, so I can't tell you how bad it really is. I only watched the two-minute cameo of Bowie. He's, you know, he's fine as he usually is. He's good. I mean, you had me... He did, I think he did mention that they filmed it in New York. So he went, like, he just drove over and, and was filmed this like, thing in an afternoon. I'm and it was, going, like, back in time for supper. I'm going to go to film a movie. You know, you had me at Josh Hartnett. That's when I said <laughs> to myself, yes. Yes, please. <laughs> All right, so finally, do you end your most <laughs> successful year in... Decades. I'm killing it, man. I feel By great. either A, releasing an unexpectedly comprehensive bootleg series type uh, box set of demos and live drugs in the early 70s. Ooh. Or, probably not even noticed, as a recording is unearthed of a super obscure song you tossed off in the early 80s for a meeting at a sacred Maori site in New Zealand. <laughs> I don't understand any of the words you just said for that second one. So I'm going to go first one. First one again. First one. All right. All right. You, yeah. Yeah, we'll have, to find out if you, we'll have to find out if point wise if you beat Bowie or not. Sorry to say, Sorry Boy, it's to a say. toss up. It's a toss up. Yeah, I just so I, anyway, I did my best. This thing emerged in 2008. In 1983, when Bowie was on the gigantic series Moonlight tour, yeah, he was in. Uh, he did some shows in Australia and New Zealand Pacific. Asked to go to this uh, like scene. Maori site, which you know, Maori's are they're indigenous people in New Zealand. Of course. And he's just very interested in them, he studied them, like he was really like excited about this. So they invited him, they went and he found out kind of like last minute it sounds like that he that it's expected that you sing a song at these type of things. Like, oh. This is part of, of this thing. So the night before he just hurriedly tossed off this song called uh I don't know how to pronounce it exactly. Waiata which is just Maori for the word song or music. It's their song or music, something like that. Okay. And uh, then he performed for them and he hung out with them and apparently everyone had a really great time. So, right. But he did not know was that there, a recording was done of this. And so there's a radio show in 2008 as part of Radio New Zealand 
found this recording and talked to people who were there and everyone talked about how great a time they had. <laughs> and this, uh, this little mini radio show, it's like six minutes long. Uh, it came out in 2008. All right. It was worth listening to. Hey, I'm glad you listened to it. Good for you. Yeah. All right, so Jake, our final question here. Yeah. You're Bowie. You just had a monumentally gigantic year. You sure? I sure did. Do you, A, choose to enjoy your newfound success by going on tons more drugs <laughs> and having lots of affairs? Oh, no, I don't want to do that. Or sit at home with your lovely wife and young daughter and uh, just be a stay-at-home dad guy. Uh, come on, man. Of course. Of course, number one. I just want to get... I want to blow it all up. Well, once again, Dick, you did not go the route. <laughs> oh, I thought I had that well, first. You did sure. Not of substance as a musician, did a whole heck of a lot of substance as a human being. Everybody, so, I'm just kidding. Of course, I would sit at home with my lovely wife. Was his uh, seven year old daughter and his his quality of life and his, his quality of life. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 Yeah. I'm so yeah. glad. Okay. All right. Hey. What? You're in here. Oh. And then we're done woo, here. Woo, woo, woo. We went through the year. I that love it. That was a crazy one. Hey, that was a good one. So, it would have been more fun for the uh, Choose Your Own Adventure if you had died during, like, all of the end ones. Yeah. Because that's usually what seems to happen in these things, is they, they just die at the end. Like, it's just like, I, I fell into a pit and the tigers ate me. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> if you're in the jungle, that's what <laughs> happens. Let's see. Oh, turn to page 64. <laughs> and, uh, oh, oh, yep. Yeah, you had uh, yeah, an unfortunate car accident type. And, oh, and do you remember it was always like you would turn to the page and there'd be like one sentence and you'd be like, oh, no. Oh, I'm just going like currently go back and make the other choice. Yeah, exactly. Pretend, pretend you hadn't done that. <laughs> keep your finger, yeah. keep your finger on it. Yeah, like cheat the book that no one else knows what's going on except for you. Like as if, you know, oh, yeah. no, I got, I did it right. I chose right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did that. Hey, guys, everyone, look, I chose the yeah. right adventure. Yeah. I chose it. Hey, you're an heir. It's the same as like all of it. It's the same haircut in all of his dedication years and the first couple years of his comeback. Beautiful. Uh, It's just kind of comeback, middle-aged and sophisticated. The only images of any kind I could find of him were from the movie uh, August, which actually was filmed in 2007. (laughs) Great. But I remember this film from 2009, which was filmed in 2008, so it's all the same. His hair just looks the same this entire time. Okay, so what what does that make it? What do you get? Oh, it? it's, a, it's a solid. I mean, it gets a little boring during all these years of yeah. not changing it. But, you know, it's a solid, sophisticated, you know, get a haircut for a guy who is 61 here. So uh, we're going to go with a three and a half. Hey, 3.5. That's a plus, right? That's not a negative. That's just a plus. Oh, no. There are no negatives on this scale. Yeah, I know. I was I just wondering if today would be any sense. different. I mean, you change it all the time, so. <laughs> well, I do. It's true. It's a negative, negative 3.5 is what you're saying. A negative, negative, double negative 3.5. It cancels itself out, making it a positive 3.5. Negative plus. (laughs) Negative plus. Hey. Thank you. Sounds good math. Thank you. Now, is that theoretical or is that experimental? (laughs) Can you go with that? Uh, hello. Okay, hey, oh. Oh, man. This kid and his math. It's not, it's not cool to be, to know this little about my 12-year-old's math. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm picturing uh, Incredible Sue, which of course is that with yeah. my family recently. So fun. Okay, so goes, they changed. How can they change math? Math is math is math is math. <laughs> that's how, that's exactly what I'm like. Except, I mean, experimental probability. I never learned that at all. Like he's in he's in better math classes than I was as a senior in high school already. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> hey, remember we were in the same math class? Ah, shut up, Chaz. Gosh, you always cool. do this to me. This is so cool. That one semester. We were in yeah, well, I was even, even though I'm two years younger than you. Yeah, but who and did? I was a freshman and you were a junior. It yeah, but great. yeah, but who did better in that class? Probably you. Shut up. <laughs> well, I got it. So I'm assuming. You know the last the last math class I could I liked algebra okay, but it was geometry that killed me. It killed me. Oh yeah. I hated yeah. geometry and it hated me. That was the one way they grew together. On can't remember. Yeah. Well. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I never did. Hey. Use your, your rudimentary math skills to add up some points. <laughs> I always liked addition. Always. <laughs> <laughs> and it always liked me. All right. It so still does. let's start with the uh, the never-ending tour. 
Um, Chaz, we didn't talk about it in the dice roll, but he played 97 shows. Kind of light. Kind of a light year. Kind <laughs> <laughs> a light year. Under 100. Come on, Bobby. Uh, come on. Not even, like a, not even 100. Uh, that's 59 in North America, 30 in Europe, and 8 in South America, which, get this, Chaz, he titled it, or somebody did, some brilliant, brilliant person in the marketing department, titled it the South of the South Tour when he went to South America. You like that or not? Oh. Um, no. Nope, me neither. But no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't either. But uh, I give it a point five anyway because it's ninety seven shows and there was no like deaths or anything, so it's fine. <laughs> that we know of. That we know of. That we know of. No, uh, no, no alerts on the old Twitter machine. No tweets flying around. If you know what I mean. <laughs> you ever heard of this Twitter? I think I do, but Maybe. I'm not sure. I've heard of this Twitter. I think it's going to be pretty big. When did Twitter even start? Was I don't know. it got to be right around there. I'm looking Maybe. it up really quick. So I'm looking at everything today. And uh, we've exhausted all of our options for Twitter, so now we just get outraged at lists made in 2008 on it. <laughs> oh, 2006. It started in 2006. Okay, so it was, it was around. It was around then. Hey, it was just hanging about, doing its thing. Just hanging about. Uh, next up, we'll do some singles from the Bootleg series. Um, the first one is Dreaming of You. I described the video. Uh, but the song is also just really good. It's uh, pretty, you know, nice and representative of the, the the quality of songs that we were getting on the bootleg series. So I give that a pl- I give that a plus one. Uh, there was a video for the song Mississippi. This is, as far as I can tell, this is like the second version of Mississippi. The the first version is on bootleg series as well. Then there's a second version, and then the third version is on the album Love and Theft. But the second one's good. I give that a plus one as well. It's one of Bob's best. Latter Day songs and there's like all these different versions of it, which is it's like, it's like catnip jazz for me. Cool. The catnip, yeah. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just getting, I'm getting high on catnip. Oh, oh, <laughs> because I'm a cat and I like Bob Dylan. It's a metaphor. Yeah, it's a metaphor. Definitely. Uh, all right. Definitely. The last thing that Bob did was release the Bootleg series, and this was number eight, Telltale Signs, 1989 through 2006. I already described it. Um, I'll just say that it has one of my favorite Bob Dylan songs of all time on it. Whoa! I know. Which is the original version of Mississippi, which opens the entire thing. It's just Bob singing, and it's just Daniel Lanois just providing some real, like, deep, tasty... Tasty licks? But it's not like like Tasty Licks, how we joke about it, Uh, Mick Ronson. We haven't mentioned him yet. Let's just mention him here, Mick Ronson. <laughs> Let's we'll just take some time to talk about Mick Ronson. Hey, anybody, no did, you know, whatsoever. uh, yeah. Not relevant to this conversation whatsoever. Actually, he's against Jake. He is relevant. He Tell me why. He's playing on the, uh, the live album that was re-released. Absolutely. In and, you know. So there. There and is a legitimate reason for him to be mentioned. This. We, he's on live cinema. We forgive you for test. not mentioning his name when it came up originally. Like, not just shouting well, Mick was, Ronson. it was only based on your choices. Your choices led me not to it. If you're taking a different path, it would have come up front and center, but you didn't do that. So Man, let's go. go. We need to go back and do this again. I feel like I picked yeah, the wrong. I feel like I picked yeah, the wrong yeah, path. No, don't do. Don't do that. Number three. Can we go back to number three? I feel like I died in a tiger pit. Yeah. <laughs> that did happen. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I ate a poisoned coconut or something. <laughs> you would find the uh, the storyline in which you do that and then come back to life afterwards. You die in all of them. <laughs> oh. oh, it's been a rough. It took me a long time. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, it's Daniel Lanois. He's playing. He's playing a, a guitar, and it's just him. And there's like kind of a foot stomping thing going on, and it's just, it's, yeah. it's beautiful. It's it's hey. incredible. It's way up there. Many of the songs are good. Um, what he did was, uh, and I'm I'm glad there's no outtakes, obviously, from Under the Red Sky because there's, <laughs> well, there's like three. Or Actually, are we Jake? Because doing Dylan, guaranteed the outtakes are better than any of the songs made the album. I don't, They're all this, the ones that was like, this is great, Bob. You should put this album up. It's like, no. Now, in this case, crap instead. In this case, Under the Red Sky was such a cluster. It was, uh, it just wasn't the case. Like a lot of, there were like three or four songs that were outtakes from Oh Mercy that he re-recorded for Under the Red Sky, and the re-recorded versions are garbage that no one should ever listen to. And the outtakes are like, are like good. Like this, this song called Born in Time, that was an outtake from Oh Mercy that ended up in a really horrible version on Under the Red Sky. So I don't think we need the Under the Red Sky outtakes. I think I think they sifted through those and somebody was like, nope, this isn't 
this isn't the normal protocol. Like these aren't any better than what's on the album. So let's just pretend okay. that let's just pretend that never happened. So hey, luckily we don't get that. Uh, now, just one more thing about this. Um, another another bootleg series that we might be might be heading up on is he Bob Dylan recorded an entire album during this period with David Bromberg, who is an multi instrumentalist who he's worked with in the past. And that yeah. entire album is out there somewhere, and one of the songs is on this bootleg series, and it's very good. So I'm just wondering okay. if not, we might be getting that later, you know. That would be an awesome bootleg series. But that's, a, that's, something, that's something where Bob's like, nah, you know, even though it was good. He's like, let's just bury that forever. I don't want to... <laughs> I, I don't want too many good albums by anything out of them. I don't want anything to we do with that. We don't get the ratio of good albums to be too high. Exactly. I want to release three more just, uh, covers. So. <laughs> Oh gosh, oh Bob. Multi covers. <laughs> oh Bob, 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 Bob. Uh, so anyway, I can't invoke the uh, extra point for the super deluxe because I don't have it, as we've discussed. Uh, but it's still a full three point zero for this for this daddy. I, I listen to it all the time, voluntarily. Yeah, yeah. It does play like an album. So way to go. That's three for bootleg series, and we have our year is coming out at a plus five point five for two thousand. <laughs> Not too shabby. All right. All right. Throw Let's it head on over to Bowie, and we're done. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> the only thing that could ever like consider getting points would be the re-release of Live Set About '72, but we're not going to do that because it came out in 1994. Even though it was kind of a great, like a great market release, it was kind of like semi-official. Yeah. We gave point for it. Points for it. I remember you and I talking about that. We decided mm-hmm. to do points for it in '94 mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the understanding we would not do them now because we're not getting points twice for the same thing. Of course. Uh, even though it's awesome, it has Mick Ronson on it. Oh, Mick Ronson. Let's spend a little time counting up points for Jake as David Bowie. Oh, yeah. And All see right. if Jake as David Bowie 2008 can beat David Bowie or indeed beat Bob Dylan. So, wait a minute. Okay. So, David so David Bowie in his actual iteration was zero points. Actual iteration got zero points. Nothing. Yes. Okay. This nothing. is the first. Nothing at all. This is the first time I'm pretty sure that we've had nothing. No, is that true? It. No, it's not? No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Bowie's had nothing before in the Dave Cajun years. I'm going to list it as a plus 0.0. That makes me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> you don't give him a minus because he was... Uh, oh, no, no, it's a plus. Right. It's a plus. He was doing what was right for his family. It's a plus zero, not a minus zero. Okay, it's a plus. Sure we're, I just want to make sure we're on the same page with that, Jake. Oh, we're way on the same page with that. Okay. All right, so Jake as Bowie, let's see. He what did I do? with a hot first single. I did all those drugs. Which, uh, we're going to give you one point for that. Okay. Then a really cool, relevant new album. We'll give you uh, three points for that one. Hey, can yeah. you give me? Uh, can Thanks. you give me? Can you? Give, can you give me two points for my single since it was so iconic? <laughs> yeah. No. Ah. Oh, all right. Fine. No. I need more time than that. Yeah. All right. If that's true. The, if it was in the seventies, then maybe yes. Yeah. Fine. All right. Second single is another one pointer, full pointer, because it's just such a good one. It's such a great one. Uh, you decided not to go on tour this year, so no points for tour. Uh, your live album, which is some kind of archival album, presumably from the seventies. That's a we're gonna want that a one point fiver. Okay. That's a good one. Great. You were, uh, had a really iconic role in a well-regarded movie. That's one another one point. Who is who is the actress of our generation? Is it like Meryl Streep or something? Who's in this movie? Uh, well, you. I know, but you I said mentioned. that was, you said that it was with an actress, the leading actress of our generation, or some junk like no, that. No, no, that it would force everyone to accept you as one of the leading actors of your generation. Oh man, I should get like a million points for that. Yeah, well, you only give me one point for movies, so... That's good. What kind of press are doing set right now, Jake? Because we still had a couple more good ones of Bowie's hanging out there. In Whatever. The Doesn't matter. Uh, and then a really good box set. We're going to uh, run two points for that one. Boom. So you had a total of... <laughs> ten and a half points. Nice work. What a year. It could have been 11.5, but you didn't go into it. <laughs> oh, bummer, man. Hey, I think I made the right so choice. slightly higher than Bowie with you. Oh. Just a little bit. Hey, but, qual- but, but I did do all those drugs and throw away my marriage. <laughs> That's true. Well, but you don't actually lose points for I that. I know. We you don't. Know, we do our, system. our system's all about creative <laughs> our system. uh, our, our, you know, output in our an artistic sense. Our system and does not take into account really quality of life. lifestyle choices does not count. Clearly, so otherwise, otherwise more, both more of... Bowie in the, set, Bowie in the first half of the 70s, <laughs> thirds of the 70s, would just be so negative all the time. And Dylan would be negative in the 80s, but wait, he already was, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't 
that. Even, even more native. <laughs> even more. <laughs> Just in the toilet. Bad. Uh, hey, speaking of... Yeah, let's go back there. Years, let's go back. Next, next episode... Delightful. We're doing a really wonderful toilet year. <laughs> this is a bad book. one. This is really bad. Uh, really good 1984. Oh, man. Oh, wait. 1980. <laughs> Sex lies. <laughs> 1980. <laughs> oh, I can't I can't wait. Let's record it. Let's record it right now. I don't know anything. The depths to which he sank. Oh, I know man. how bad the Alp is, but I don't know how bad everything else is. Uh, it's bad. I don't know what it is, but it's, it's bad. It's bad. Eighty four. This will be one bad. of those kind of like race to the bottom type episodes. Where it's it really is. I'm excited, Chaz. I'm excited. It's probably. Gonna, I'm, I'm guessing a double negative episode, which I think it's almost impossible not to be du- double negative. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. We will find out, Jake. Mm, let's find out together. We will find. Let's out. take that journey at the same time. Next time. Next time. Next time. But not right now. We'll see you next time on Bowie vs. Dylan. I'm, I'm Jake. Jerry, oh. And I like Bowie. I'm Jake and I'm jumping the gun, but also love Dylan. <laughs>